It's a new day. Yes, it is. The Back Row Morning Show. The Back Row Baptist Podcast. The morning Side Hug. The Back Row with Matt and Mo. He's Matt. I'm Mo. <laughs> We're just like, hey, we got microphones. You're tuned in to the Back Row Rewind. The best of Matt and Mo. Welcome to the Back Row Rewind, where we take a deep dive into the archives of the Back Row Morning Show, bringing you a classic Today is no different as we are going to be sharing with you an episode with 52 ways to invite someone to church. And what a better topic for this time of the year as churches are opening up again all across the nation as COVID finally subsides from our world. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you probably got quite a few friends who are used to sitting their butt on the couch and doing church online. Well, now it's time to invite them back to the real thing. Get those butts back in those pews, man. Uh, so we're going to have that for you a little later on this morning. But first up, we have got, uh, well, you might remember David Platt gave a 50-point sermon. We're going to talk about it. Let's go. Wednesday, halfway through the week, y'all. Are you going to make it to Friday? <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, 52 ways to invite someone to church this year. That's we're not right. covering all That's of them. Right. No, we're every single one of them. <laughs> one for each week. Nope. Uh, are 50-point sermons okay now? And Harry. But first... <laughs> It's January 16th, and we have a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? Uh, we do, but I think we're skipping them because we have to do all 52, 52 ways, ways to invite someone, someone to church. church. So, <coughs> happy, happy holidays to everyone. Here's the news. <laughs> all right. Number one is Book Publishers Day. Mm-hmm. Cool. Howdy to all those book publishers out there. <laughs> Thomas Nelson, Zondervan, yep. whatever else. Way to go. Uh, number two, National Fig Newton Day. Mm. You a fan of Fig Newtons? I love me some Fig I Newtons. I do, too. They're actually really good. And they've even come out with, like, the strawberry-filled ones. And even though I love strawberry, I don't like them as much as the normal Fig Newtons. Really? I don't like normal figs. I was going to say, have you ever had a normal fig? Yes. Okay. But, but Fig Newtons, I don't know. They're just, they're, a cookie's a cookie, but Fig Newtons fruit and cake. So. <laughs> Yeah, all right. wrong with that? <laughs> Number three. National... That's the real fruitcake, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Mo just gave me the list of just Shut your mouth for once. Please. Let me get through my segment. <sighs> You're the one who wrote 52 ways into our script today. So, listen. I'm just trying to keep us Mo's, on track. Mo's panicking. Mo's panicking for time. I don't want to be here all day. This show's only three hours. <sighs> 52 is like just over the verge of eternity for me, okay? <laughs> All right. It's also National Nothing Day. You know what I got to say about that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And lastly, it's Religious Freedom Day. Yeah. So we probably should have. Religion. Probably should have done something special about that day. <laughs> Didn't think about it. He's too busy focusing on 52 ways no, to invite only someone focus to church. On that. So, I'm focused on fake Newtons. I'm I don't know what's on going on. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's the news. 
David Platt may be known for his radical ways, but when he stepped onto the stage January 5th at the 2019 Cross Conference, no one expected to get a 50-point sermon. See, I'm telling you. 50. It's (laughs) just past eternity. (laughs) Platt, who preaches for nearly six hours during his annual secret church events, made it through the entire book of Revelation and all 50 points in about an hour at the missions conference in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Is that that how it's pronounced? Louisville. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just, just down to <laughs> LVL. Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> the points included 48 characteristics of Jesus and a pair of exhortations. Uh, I tweeted out, hey, David Platt, can you not make it look like 50-point sermons are okay? Because right. we're barely making it to Crackle Barrel as it is. <laughs> I... <laughs> Bad precedence to set. <laughs> Was it recorded? Yeah, you can watch it online, actually. So I actually, I'm interested to watch it. Yeah, I am too. Um, It's actually, I've heard it's a really good sermon. But see, here's what gets me. Hmm. We've been studying Revelations for a while. And Revelation. (laughs) And um, Noob, are you a noob Christian? Whatever. Revelations. Revelations. Um, And I don't, I'm... I don't know how he and fit I into understand an hour. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't learned a thing. <laughs> no, I've learned a lot. Just don't get it. Um, I know these things are things. I just don't understand them. So, actually, I think that that's where my issue comes into play. Is that I have learned quite a bit. A lot more than... Prior, but we've been going chapter by chapter in an hour. Mm. I can't imagine <laughs> how he actually got some like meat in there. Yes. Well, go listen. Tell me I'm how it is. To. I'm going to make you the the reporter here Ooh. next week. You tell us how it's that. It's like went. my dream job, Matt. <laughs> I dreamed to be in Lois Lane. <laughs> According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average American man has about five and a half hours of free time during the day compared to the average American woman who only has about five. So what are men doing with that extra half hour of luxurious leisure time? Pooping. (laughs) While some choose to socialize or exercise, most men are using their extra time to watch TV, which also includes streaming video on computers, tablets, and mobile devices in the toilet. Exactly. (laughs) That last bit wasn't in the article, but yes, that's what most say. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Actually, I'm surprised it's that low. I feel like men have much more time for one reason. Women take so much longer to get ready and they have to. Hair, they got to do all their hair junk and the makeup junk and all that. Like you, I was late the other day to get here to record. Uh-huh. You called me. I said, be there in 15 minutes. I was here in 16 minutes. Yeah. That would have never happened if it was Daedra that needed to be here. <laughs> So Chris and I have done this experiment to see really how long it takes me to get ready compared to him. I can successfully hair, makeup, and dress in the time that it takes him to take a shower. Really? Uh Uh-huh. So as long as I take a shower before him, we are ready to go at the exact same time Mm. and walk out the door. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think, for me, I think that's a pat on the back. Cause I, and I do. I blow dry and curl my hair, and I but do that makeup. Just means, 
But see, you just but you just qualified it that you'd have to take a shower before him. Yes. So I mean, so it's not that like, you're it's not that you have the same amount of time. It's that you've coordinated better. Exactly, right. and that's all that I'm saying. Okay. Like in a time. Because he's getting frame. that 15, 20 minutes a year in a shower. He gets to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So in a time frame, I take about 15 minutes longer yeah. than he does. Yeah. Okay. And that's on a... Because I, I don't like taking long showers. Deidre takes in, showers for a year. Out. Nope. Deidre runs all the hot water out. Until it starts getting cold. She so, will just be in there for days. We're going off on a tangent. But ever <laughs> since I was a kid, I don't like the feeling of being pruny. Oh, I hate okay. it. I cannot stand it. I don't like anybody to touch me when I'm... Pr- prunes, anyway. So, therefore, prunes. I don't like to take super long showers. Mm. I get you. Okay. Keep you. going. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mo. I want to hear your opinion on this one, too. You've heard about Movember. But what about Harry? Similar to the social movement in November, which encourages men to grow mustaches to raise awareness of men's health issues, Harry is a new annual event targeted to women. Harry encourages women to embrace their body hair by growing it out throughout the month. This new craze was started by Laura Jackson, a drama student at the University of Ex- Exeter in the UK, after she noticed a difference in how she felt when she grew out her body hair for a role. It's not really to erase awareness for any real cause, just to make women feel like they don't have to conform to beauty standard norms. Okay, so here's my two cents on it, <laughs> uh-huh. okay? This is nothing new. <laughs> it's not. For generations, for years, women have gone winter months and not shaved. Mm. Might shave once or twice within the time span of November or possibly October, depending on where you live, to February. If you've got a date night or something, you might want to shave. But overall, for the majority, you don't shave in those months. <laughs> Nothing new. Maybe Been it's happening just you, for generations. <laughs> nope. Nope. Guarantee you, we'll go out and we'll poll 10 women right now. All 10 of them are going to say. Can we see your armpits? <laughs> Can we see your legs? <laughs> right. I know this is weird, but um, <laughs> it's for science. So I just feel like this was just a way for one woman to be like, you know what? It's okay. This is a thing. We all do it. It's called January. Okay. Back off. It's for real. <laughs> I'm just mad that we're breaking it down to just one month out of the winter months. Like, No, this started at Thanksgiving, folks. <laughs> right? It does not end until... March. Till Easter. That's when it Easter. ends. <laughs> I feel like it'd be Valentine's Day, honestly. Well, like I said, you may shave once or twice oh, in yeah. there in the if you got a date night. So I don't know. If you're gonna do January, you gotta commit. You gotta go all out for for the whole time. I, I also need to say <laughs> I've never heard about Movember. I've heard of Mustache March, but I've never heard of Movember. Never heard of Movember. Oh, that's been going on for a long time. Uh, don't you think that if I had heard of Movember, I would have made a bigger deal out of it? It's, oh, <laughs> it's my month. I never even Move over, that. mustaches. Didn't I know. Didn't make that connection. November. Yeah. yeah, November is a thing. I've never heard of it. Mustache March, and that's in the military. Yeah, they can have a mustache right. and still could be considered. November <laughs> Mo- is about men's prostates, getting your prostate checked, prostate cancer, and health, and stuff like that. 
until to, to a, raise a mustache side. is a quilt. I don't know. I don't know what. The, I don't know what the. I don't remember the, the whole reasoning, the connection, but I know that's what it is, and I know that because of the office, <laughs> <laughs> which you hate. You hate the. Here office. we go again. Uh, Stupid show. <laughs> All right, let's play some onion, not onion. Okay. Uh, I've got two headlines here. I'm one for one. One of them is real. One of them is fake. Mo's gonna guess which one is real. What is real? You can play along at home. So, first headline: Nation's financial advisors recommend capturing magical creature that grants wishes, or autonomous robot hit and killed by self-driving car. Oh, gosh. Which one's the onion headline? Which one's the real headline? I'm going with with financial advisors. That's the real one? Yeah. Wrong. If you're worried about intelligent robots taking over the planet, don't be. (laughs) Self-driving cars are here to take them down. Although you might have to start preparing for self-driving cars to wipe out humanity instead. But anyway, in what's possibly the most futuristic story ever, a driverless Tesla knocked down an autonomous robot after the computerized victim journeyed into the road. The incident happened on Paradise Road, Las Vegas, last Sunday, or not last Sunday night, uh... Two Sunday nights ago, January 6th, as engineers transported a number of the robots to a display booth ahead of CES, the annual trade show which advertises itself as the global stage where next-generation innovations are introduced to the marketplace. The robot was a version 4 model from Promobot, part of a collection of autonomous robots designed for business purposes, which are rentable for $2,000 a day. Wow. The Promobot website reads, it is able to communicate with people on any topic, recognize faces, answer questions, move around avoiding obstacles, except for cars, move its arm and head, show various materials on its display, and integrate with third-party devices and systems. (coughs) Can't avoid that Tesla, though. They perform the functions of administrators, promoters, hostesses, museum guides, consultants, concierges, and many others. It's actually quite a pretty impressive robot, which uh, we'll probably see a lot of in the coming years. Uh, After Sunday's collision, the firm revealed one of their creations had been quote-unquote killed as the robot made their way to the booth around 7 p.m. when the bot strayed out of line and into the parking lot roadway where it was struck by a Tesla Model S. car was operating in autonomous mode, though according to the Mail Online there was a passenger on board. The car continued driving another 50 meters after the accident before finally coming to a stop. Now, I'm not saying for certain... The robot had become self-aware and was trying to escape from its life as a smiling servant, but I am going to leave it there for your consideration. <laughs> so two things. Um, remember when computers became a big thing and everybody was like so concerned because they were going to start taking jobs. Mm-hmm. We, you know, mm-hmm. there'd be fewer jobs They're for people to have. Because, do you remember that? Yeah. I feel like we were maybe in our late middle school years when that became a big thing Mm -hmm. uh so we're seeing this Mm -hmm. like come to fruition yeah Yeah. (laughs) and secondly did we verify that this was in fact a robot and not a robot from russia not like one of those russian robots it's just a dude (laughs) in a costume very elaborate costume uh yes okay i've I've seen it unless it was Tyrion lannister in there i don't think it could have fit a human okay 
Um, Peter Dinklage, who turns 40, <laughs> 50 this year. Uh, so, yeah, I was thinking, about, I had a revelation last night uh, as we were trying to go to sleep. Don't you love those? Right. <laughs> that made me feel really old, really quick. When I was, I think, 17, 16 or 17, still living at home, this is when the first Nintendo DS came out. Okay. Which was 3D screen. Like, not like 3D, not like the 3DS, which comes out, but like just, you know, three dimensions. Uh-huh. Every other Game Boy and handheld up to that had been 2D. Yeah. Here we go. Three-dimensional video, video games. Looked even better than the Nintendo 64 graphics. Mm-hmm. All that. And I showed it to my dad. And he said, wow, when I was a kid, there was no way I could have predicted something like this existing today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, gosh, he was like <laughs> early 50s. That's like 20 years away from now for me. Right. In 20 years, we're going to get to the point where I'm like, oh, gosh, I never could have imagined this existing. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. can you imagine what's going to happen in the next 20 years? I don't years? want to. You can't. It kind of scares me. <laughs> what What weird, nope. unthought of thing is going to exist in 20 years? I don't want to know. It certainly doesn't ever go the way that we've planned from past movies of Visit the Future. I mean... Back to the future, you're way off, man. Right? That's exactly what I was thinking. Now, hoverboards don't work on water, but they also don't hover. So, I mean, we're in a bad place. They're rollerboards. Uh, they're rolly boards that people fall off and look like they don't. weirdos. Okay, Matt, I got to say something before we close out this hour, okay? <laughs> be careful. We have 52 things to go over. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be quick. But we talked about how Cannon got a hoverboard for Christmas, uh-huh. right? And there's video proof of both Chris and I riding said hoverboard. Yeah. Okay? It's really pretty simple. Once you get your footing and you get your balance, you understand how it works. Easy peasy. But okay? not everybody reaches that level, Mo. <laughs> you know why they don't reach that level? Because they're too chicken to try. Okay? Had friends over. Our group of people uh-huh. last Saturday night. Your Bible okay? study group. Yep. Chris and I, we bring out the hoverboard. We show how how it works and everything. Okay. Sippy and Samantha give it a, a good effort. They hop on there. They give it a try. <laughs> they kind of get their footing, but they're, it, no, I'm, that's okay. I'm good. I don't need to be a hoverboard <laughs> expert, right? The other two couples that were there. Hey, guys, give it a try. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't want to die today. That's Ooh, what they... Uh-uh. I don't want to die no, today. thank you. I don't have time for that. I don't want to hurt my neck. Matt, in I'm that moment... I'm not working the moaning. In that moment... No, they don't. They are both stay-at-home parents anyway. So in that moment, I remembered why I can't open gifts in front of people, okay? And it's because I have no poker face whatsoever. None. None. I looked at my two friends with utter annoyance and disgust Disgust. on my face. And I said, You sicken me. Y'all are a bunch of fuddy duddies. And I walked away. And I heard, And now I'm getting judged for not wanting to be on a hoverboard. And I thought, Dang right, you're in my house. And I said, Try the hoverboard. And you said, no, I surely am gonna judge you. Chicken, bah, 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 bah. that's all I could do. Oh. They 
all left and I told Chris, I said, we may have lost a couple friends tonight, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, I felt kind of bad, but then again, I really didn't. But at the same time, I'm still mad about it, so. I am older. <laughs> I am the second oldest person in that group of people. And I can get my butt on a hoverboard and ride it around. Oh, my gosh, bro. That's so funny. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's end the hour because hopefully can, those people aren't listening you to imagine, this show. Can you imagine saying that sentence five years ago? Now I'm being judged for not wanting to ride a hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> if you said that five years ago, people were like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Are you hallucinating? Are you on drugs again? <laughs> I wasn't on drugs. I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take a break right there. When we come back, we're going to get started on that list of 52 ways to invite someone to church. Stick around. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. factor who remembers that television show with joe rogan the ultimate of all peer pressuring friends contestants would compete in varying levels of fear inducing activities to see who could ultimately come out on top not only winning a nice sum of cash but also winning at life as they successfully overcame their fears i remember watching this show and being disgusted by the horrendous food challenges disappointed in the quitters who gave up too easily and always thinking i could have done better and won the cash Things always seem easier and sound better from a distance, but when faced with an actual fear, reality seeps in and doubt begins to take over. Fear can at times be downright crippling. For me, I've always had a fear of heights, and because of this, roller coasters were never my thing, obviously. Amusement parks, however, are one of my favorite places to spend a family day. I should have known opening up my children to my love of amusement parks would cause me to be forced into facing my biggest fear at some point. Every ounce of me is inwardly screaming, turn around, don't do it, it's too much, you're not going to make it through. Standing in line, waiting for the cart to come, watching as everyone else races past me and drops from what seems like heaven's doorstep to the pits of the underworld. My heart is racing faster than that cart and things begin to go fuzzy. I have to focus my breathing and remind myself that I am capable, I can do this. My fear might be big, but my ability to be brave is bigger. Struggles we face every day may not be as tangible as those roller coasters I begrudgingly ride in an effort to make memories with my children, but they are just as heavy on our hearts. The fear and anxiety we're battling daily is just as crippling as what I feel standing in those lines. Fear, an invisible enemy we all find ourselves at war against more often than we'd like to admit, and yet... Let's not forget that we have the key to defeat. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. Holding our right hand, standing firm beside us in whatever battle we face, unwavering, unrelenting, our fearless leader, standing beside us in the fire. Just as Isaiah 41:13 instructs us, fear not, because the creator of the universe, the one who holds it all in the palm of his hand, is the one who helps us.
Welcome back to the Back Row Rewind. Today on the show, we are revisiting an episode where we shared with you 52 ways to invite someone to church. And uh, we're going to get into it in this segment because it's, it's I mean, it's split up into two. It's, it's a long list. It's a long list. But it will help you actually invite people back to church. COVID, COVID's on the way out, guys. Church is back in. We back in. We back in this piece. It's second hour here on. Oh, it's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. See, I'm on. We go back in time. What, what, it's not Time Machine Tuesday. Nope. It's Hump Day. Hip Hop Hump Day. <clears throat> wacky tacky hippity hoppity. Wacky Wednesday. Win- wacky Wednesday. So welcome <laughs> to the party. Wednesday. And uh, Mo's got some rando facts for us. Rando, I do. All right, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Number one, pulling all-nighters causes you to want more food the next day. I believe that. Huh. I don't. You don't? I don't believe that. It's it's Because if I pull it... Well, okay, so define an all-nighter for me. Like, can I stay up all night and then go to sleep at 8 o'clock in the morning? I have to pull a 24-hour... Okay. It'll be like like 30... It'll be like 40 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (coughs) So So then I can sleep. Yeah, you need more more junk to keep you awake. Yeah. So you got to keep filling yourself with energy. So my (coughs) argument was going to be like... The boys just recently participated in a lock-in. Oh, a lock-in. So it was going to be like that kind of scenario. You know, they were up from 7 to 7, but but then they they slept from from 8 to (laughs) 4. Goodness gracious. That's bad. That's that's. Have they gotten back to the sleep pattern, normal sleep pattern then yet? Uh, Because the first time I did a lock-in, that's what I did. I slept in, and my mom just let me sleep as late as I wanted. And it took me like three days to get back into a normal sleeping pattern. Yeah. So from then on, anytime I did that, I'd get home at 8, and I'd only let myself sleep till noon. Yeah. And then I'd get back up, and then I'd go to bed at like 10 that Mm -hmm. night. And then the next day, I was back to my normal time, you know? Yeah, I don't think that my boys are back on a normal <laughs> sleep pattern, which really stinks because we went back to school last week. So, yeah, this is a little I'm late. I'm trying to wake them up. A little up late and, for the lock in. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, all right, number two about 68% of people experience phantom vibration syndrome, where you mistakenly think your phone is buzzing in your pocket. Are you one of those? I've had it happen. I, I don't. It's not like a reoccurring thing or whatever. It happens to me at least once a month. Really? And it's, you know, and you think, because, and it always happens like when I'm in my truck. And so I'd think, you know, it's something going on with the truck shaking or whatever. Yeah. But no, I mean, I physically feel something directly on that muscle in my leg. Mm -hmm. And it's very strange. I'm like, oh, someone's calling me and I pull it out and nothing's happening. I'm like. What? Chris does it all the time. It happens to him a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm curious to see if it's more if it happens more to men than it does to women. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and lastly, not only are some humans allergic to cats, but some cats are also allergic to humans. Take that, society. Yep. I don't know. I told you that my mom made me yes believe that I was allergic to cats because she was allergic to cats. cats. Yep. (laughs) So I was terrified of cats my whole childhood. So listen, if you have like an animal allergy, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Like, and you're (laughs) never going to be able to. Because every kid wants a dog. Mm-hmm. Every kid wants a pet. But you know that you personally are allergic and you're never going to be able to give that to your child. Just make them think that they're allergic. <laughs> I think your mom was on to something. Uh, yeah, that was pretty smart, I guess, of her. Yeah. My dad's and- allergic to earth, like everything, including animals. And so he was, he, my parents were divorced, so he could never have an animal at his house when I would go home mm. in the, or to his house in the summers. But my brother who grew up in his house always grew up hating the fact that my dad was allergic to dogs. Therefore he could never have a dog. <laughs> but if my dad had been like, you're allergic to dogs, <laughs> maybe the outcome would have been a little different. <laughs> And I don't know why when I was a kid, but I immediately assumed that allergy meant if you were exposed to it, you would die. You would die. Like, yeah, yeah, your throat's going to close up. You can't breathe. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Even I have just recently learned that I'm allergic to penicillin and stuff, but it wouldn't kill me. Yeah. I would get a weird, I'd get a weird rash. I'd get some, I have some problems, but they have other medicine that would counteract it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well. Guess I don't need to wear this weird medic alert bracelet for the rest of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I could see you doing that. Um, so I was told very early that I'm allergic to Seclor, which is a type of medication, and I was given that when I was less than two mm-hmm. in the hospital. Don't know why. Don't know what happened. Why I was in the hospital in the first place. But so my mom always told me growing up, "You're allergic to Seclor," and so as an adult. When you begin to fill out your paperwork when you go to the hospital mm-hmm. and it says allergic to any medications, I would always put Seclor. Yeah. And it wasn't until probably f- since we've moved here, so less than six years, I had a doctor say, why do you write no Seclor? And I said, well, I'm allergic to it. And he, re- he said, you do realize that that medication has been discontinued and it's no longer being administered to people, right? <laughs> and so I called my mom and I told her and my mom was like, Megan. I've never once told you to write that on your paperwork. It was just a story that I told you that had happened to you as a kid. There would be no reason under the sun for them to have to give you C-Core anymore. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. I've looked like an idiot for the last 10 years of my adult life writing no C-Core on all of my paperwork. Good to know. I appreciate it. But I had that same mental image that if you give me C-Core, I'm going to die. Right. Immediately. It's like... Boom, cardiac arrest, dead. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, artist updates. Casting Crown's Juan DeVevo is doing his part to end fake news. He posted, fact check, there are stupid questions. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag truth. Uh, Austin French's wife is very understanding. Uh, She posted this week, we just got gas for $1.04, filled up for $16.22. Austin said that this was the best day of his life. Our wedding day was a lot more expensive, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, And knee 
Need to Breathe is helping honor WWE Hall of Famer Mean Gene Okerlund, one of the most, well, I think the most, uh, the most famous backstage interviewer, announcer. He was also a referee for a time. Not a wrestler, but just a fantastic dude. He passed away at Sarasota Memorial Hospital in Sarasota, Florida on January 2nd. The band's song Forever On Your Side was the featured soundtrack for the WWE segment Remembering the Life of Mean Gene. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. It was really, actually, it's really beautiful tribute. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. WWE does tribute videos fantastically. Yeah? It don't matter if you've never seen the dude being memorialized, 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 there you go. doesn't matter if you've never seen that dude before. You're watching that video, it's going to stir up your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. And the song was used really well. Forever on your side is used really well. I just like that you were trying to go with memorized. It <laughs> doesn't matter if that dude's never been memorized or not. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Time to get down to business here. We've got a big list. Biggest top list we've ever done. 52 ideas for inviting someone to church this year. One for each Sunday. Are you ready? In case you were curious, I am not looking forward to this. All right, so this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to read it, and we're going to each say yay or nay on if it's good or if there's a problem. Got it. And if we agree, we'll keep moving on. If we disagree, we'll discuss. Okay, but our discussion is under a minute. Yeah, it has to be quick. Okay. Less than that. I'm so y'all need like to 30 listen. seconds. Like, put your listening ears on, because we're going to be quick. <laughs> All right, number one, order business card size invitations for church members to use. Nay. Nay? Nay. You don't think that's a good idea? No. It's a waste of paper. <laughs> okay. It'll go in the trash. I won't argue with you. Two, <laughs> when you grab lunch at a drive through restaurant, give the person who takes your order a printed invitation to church. Mm, nay. If you still have those printed invitations or... (laughs) Three, make a new commitment to invite people every week. Make a checklist of people you often encounter. Grocery clerk, clerk, boss, teacher, physical therapist, friend, yard guy, nail tech, relative, hairstylist, food server, dentist, mail carrier, employee, neighbor, etc. Yay. Yeah. Walk your dog, jog, stroll. You'll meet lots of people you can invite to your church. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, your personal social media, Facebook, etc., offers a great way to invite people. Post a photo, tell a story about how church impacts your life, link to the church website, or say join us Sunday at 10. You'll never know who's reading. Yay. Yeah. Six, if your church is in a walkable area, use chalk to draw fun invitations to church on the sidewalks. I'm 100% I like that. behind that. Yeah, yeah. I love that That's idea. That's a really cool idea. <laughs> uh, seven, spend time in your front yard. Water the lawn, sit on the porch, plant flowers, do projects, garden, putter around, visit with neighbors who walk by, get to know them, and invite them to church. Nay. The same thing as the dog thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, put a Christian book or your Bible on your desk when someone comments about it, chat about your relationship with God and your wonderful church, and invite them. I feel like that's baiting almost it feels it feels disingenuous i don't think anybody (laughs) would necessarily chat about it like i don't i can't i can't foresee somebody have coming up to my desk and been like what is that is that the bible on your desk (laughs) that's pretty cool uh, and I, I want to learn more about your weekly activities. Yeah, I think what would have ended up happening is I would have gotten frustrated after a couple weeks, probably after even a week of having it on my desk and nobody saying anything. None of y'all. <laughs> yeah. 
heathens are going to ask me about this. Yeah. Then as people come up to my desk, I'm going to be like, oh, by the way, do you see my Bible? Let me tell you about it. (laughs) Oh, man. And invite you to church. All right. Number nine. Host a free car wash at church for the community. Accept no donations. Print custom air fresheners with a scripture verse or saying church name and website. Uh, offer a friendly personal invitation to church and hang an air freshener on the rearview mirror. Yay. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Can you personalize uh, uh, air fresheners? Apparently so. There's got to be something out there. That's really neat. Yep. All right, 10. Plan a neighborhood gathering to get to know your neighbors. It could be a cookout in the yard, a dinner, an ice cream, or a watermelon party, a cornhole, or volleyball game. Uh, just... Put out lawn chairs and hang out. Invite. I'm more prone to that one. I yeah, think, I was gonna say. You know, I'm all behind yeah. this one. That one, because that one's a party. That one's fun. Yeah, that's uh, right up my alley. Eleven. Go garage sale shopping. Buy something and invite the host to your church or host a garage sale at your church. Be friendly and give each guest a printed invitation to worship services. <laughs> Uh, that's no, borderline, yeah. I don't like it. 12. To invite friends to the annual ladies' luncheon or men's campout, send an evite or create a Facebook event. They're simple and effective, and friends can RSVP to you. I yeah, like of that, course, yeah. yeah. 13. Coach a kids' ball team, represent Jesus well, and conclude the season with a backyard cookout. Invite kids' families to join you for church and sit together as a group. That sounds like you're grooming the children without their parents' knowledge. Okay, let me tell you, this <laughs> is like, it's a fine line. Yeah. Okay, because most of us are genetically ingrained to be competitive yeah and when there's a sport on the line winner or loser <laughs> it's a, a chris reft for upward football this year yeah and which is a faith-based oh uh, yeah yeah um and it wasn't until <laughs> just a couple sundays ago we realized that one of the guys that he got into an argument with over a call that he made is also a deacon in the church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to see how, <laughs> yeah. how well your church members really represent themselves. Go to a softball game. Yeah, so oh, I feel like man. that... <clears throat> that <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> All right. 14. Notice outdoor needs around your church or home. Mow an overgrown lawn. Salt or shovel sidewalks. Paint a house or public playground. Clean up litter. Improve a park. Any person who stops while you're working receives an invite to church. That just seems like a lot of work for a little payoff. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to stop. <laughs> You're like, oh, he's working. Let's not leave him. Let's not bother him. Yeah. He might stop. Uh, 15. Place church invitations or brochures at church entrance doors. Random people come into your building often for directions, weddings, funerals, child care repairs, meaning deliveries, etc. Give a personal invite to anyone who comes into the church office. Uh, I mean... I guess it doesn't really cause you any, you're not putting any real extra effort into that. So sure. If one person takes it, I guess it was worth it. Eh? 16. <coughs> Did you have something to add to that? My thought, if we put like brochures or invitations at the doors, it might work in Clovis because what's going to end up happening is they're going to get blown away across town <laughs> from hey. the wind, you know, and somebody's going to see it in a parking lot <laughs> three miles away. <laughs> That's one of those give me a sign moments, though, from yeah, God. Yeah, it is. Like, Lord, give me a sign. Here comes a brochure from Highland. Yep. Come to our church. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 16. Invite someone while you're on your way to church. A neighbor getting his newspaper, an acquaintance at a donut shop, a student you pass in the dorm. Be ready to invite. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Throw out an invite. Hey, I'm going to church. You want to come along? Yeah. (laughs) But every now and then you'll get someone. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Someone might need that. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, you just got to, with things like that, you just got to be ready to accept a no. A no, yeah. which is going to be most of the time. Yeah. But once you get that yes, it makes that yes even sweeter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right. 17, simply forward the event info from your church website to invite a friend to catch uh, to the church Easter egg hunt, music concert, a new class. Yeah, that's still the same, like social media. Yeah. 18, print great-looking graphic church t-shirts. Include the church name and website. T-shirts can start many conversations to invite people to church. 100%. Uh, yeah. 19, host a community-wide outdoor movie night projected on a wall or a music concert on the church lawn or plan a series of monthly concerts in summer serve popcorn cold drinks invite guests to church on sunday just make sure the first secure proper licenses for showing movies or performing songs to comply with copyright laws all you churches out there who i know <laughs> oh darn don't do it you just don't you're not doing it yeah that'll work uh 20 regularly attend local sports events such as little league high school college professional baseball man they make these lists really long get to know other spectators invite them to your church i mean uh, i like that idea because i like to do that kind of thing yeah so yeah 21 gather a small group from church and volunteer to host a water station at a local running event wear church t-shirts cheer for participants and invite yeah things That's like that cool where you can get involved in a community event and have your little table there yeah, yeah. i like that 22 if your church offers a van to church for local nursing home or other group bake homemade cookies package them individually attach an invitation that tells the time and place to catch the van and deliver an invite to each resident yeah. that's cool yeah yeah Whew. okay that was the first 22 y'all that's okay. the first 22 we made it through we got 30 more that was pretty quick we're too. Go through. yeah we did a good, we're good on time okay i got a quick story for you though go ahead quick. we have time okay so number 18 <laughs> was mm-hmm. to print great looking graphic t-shirts uh-huh. okay so that's a big thing in celebrate recovery where you know we all have our own t-shirt for our own right uh church yeah, specific thank group you. yeah thank you and they too as a ministry have t-shirts that you can buy that say celebrate recovery okay so one of the first times that i heard about celebrate recovery was before we even started attending and it was from a friend of mine in italy her name is darnell um and her mom actually attended celebrate recovery at saddleback in yeah years ago when it first started she was one of the first who started attending 27 years ago okay that's cool so it's been in darnell's life practically her entire life okay darnell also had um, a rare form of cancer a couple years ago and was going through chemo lost all of her hair okay she was in the grocery store and was wearing a celebrate recovery t-shirt in the middle of her chemo so she's bald yeah wearing a celebrate recovery t-shirt and the cashier asks her, I'm so glad that you have such a, po- or says to her, I'm such a, so glad that you have such a positive outlook on, you know, this part of your life. How long have you been in recovery? And Darnell, obviously thinking, celebrate recovery. Well, yeah, 12 step recovery. Yeah. <laughs> <Nine>. <laughs> Begins to tell her, oh, I've been in for this many years. And the cashier is obviously getting confused and worried and very concerned that this young girl has been going through <laughs> chemo for <laughs> years. <laughs> 27 years. Um, so anyway, it, it made for a good conversation, but Make sure that your t-shirts are clear in what they are and there's no area for confusion because for Darnell, it was definitely a moment of, oh, I guess I can't wear my Celebrate Recovery t-shirts for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working on this for over 20 years. We're hoping 2018 is yep. going to be the year. <laughs> chemotherapy works, finally. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have hair one day. Yep. Yep.
goodness gracious, that's funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, man. All right, we're going to take our last break right there. Do not go anywhere because there's still 30 more ways. 30 more ways to invite someone to church. What could they possibly be? Well, you got to keep listening to find out. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. This week in nerd history, it's a bit dodgy, this process. Nerd history. 16 years after its original series was canceled, Doctor Who was brought back to television in March of 2005, starring Christopher Eccleston as the Ninth Doctor, co-starring Billy Piper as his new companion and eventual love interest, Rose Tyler. This brought back older fans of the show, reintroducing the world of Doctor Who, and also introducing many new fans who were seeing the Doctor for the first time. In this first season, we saw many episodes and moments meant to reintroduce much of the lore around the Doctor from the previous series' run. And as a capper to that came the season finale on June 18th, 2005, where we would experience the first new regeneration of the Doctor, the process by which a dying Gallifreyan can continue living by becoming a new person, quite literally. In the final minutes of the episode entitled The Parting of Ways, we saw Eccleston's Doctor morph into the 10th Doctor, played by fan favorite David Tennant. His first line, hello, okay, ooh, new teeth, that's weird. Tennant would hold on to the Doctor role until January 1st of 2010, only returning once more to date in the Day of the Doctor broadcast on November 23rd, 2013, which was the 50th anniversary special episode. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Welcome back to the Back Row Rewind and our last segment of the day where we bring you the last 30 of the 52 ways to invite someone to church. Write these things down. Write them down. Because church is open again, guys. Let's go. Hour three on Wednesday morning. So glad that you're with us. Hope you've been here all morning. Hope you were here last hour. Because last hour we started on our big top list for today. 52 ideas for inviting someone to church this year. One for each Sunday. We went through the first 22. We got 30 more we're going to dive right into. Uh, as we did in the second hour, what we're doing is we're pretty much reading them pretty quickly. And if one of us has a problem with them, we'll yell out nay and kind of describe why we don't like it. Unless we both agree that both of us don't like it because then it's obvious you just shouldn't do it. Exactly. Because we're the authority and <laughs> of all things uh, faith-based. Listen, if Matt and I agree that it's garbage, <laughs> this, it's garbage. It's almost certainly garbage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to start, pick up with 23, number 23. Purchase a law enforcement officer's Bible for local police or Bible specifically designed for firefighters or EMS workers. Uh, write a note of prayer and appreciation inside along with an invitation to come to our church on Sunday and deliver it to the precinct area. So I had no, sorry, I had no idea that there was 
like law enforcement Bibles. And oh yeah, you didn't know that. That's, I didn't. That's even really one, cool. There's even ones they make for every branch of the military, all that. You know, oh, I did know that. Yeah. Hey, that's really. Yep, I'm behind this one. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Twenty four at vacation Bible school registration. Ensure every guest parent receives a personal invitation to church, a printed invitation, and a list of classes for children and adults. And make sure each VBS leader is committed to personally inviting guests to church. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of the purposes of a summer VBS anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's not the main purpose, but it's certainly a get the community involved in church kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Step it up a notch, <clears throat> VBS directors, and have the kids perform one of their songs on a Sunday morning, like mm. the Sunday morning after VBS. Mm-hmm. Because, and you have to tell the kids about it all week. We're going to be performing this song Sunday morning at church. Because then the kids want to be there to perform their song. And the parents and are going to come. Yeah, that's smart. That's a, that's a sneaky sneak. You pull the sneaky on them. Uh-huh. <laughs> 25. Join a volunteer, uh, join or volunteer in a community organization or take a class with the intention to invite new acquaintances to church. The group could be a PTO, book club, business, or community groups. Man, they make really long lists. They Bunker do. group, golf league, exercise group, college class, etc. Uh... Uh, uh, I don't feel so good about this one. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time just for that. (laughs) Taking a class. But at the same time, (laughs) like, I'm thinking if I'm taking a class, I'm there to take a class. Right. I'm here to work. And most people are that way. Yeah. Especially as adults. If you're an adult taking a class, don't waste my time talking to me about anything but the class. For real. Uh, All right. 26. During a building project or road construction near your home or church, gather church members to grill a delicious meal for the workers. Hey, I like that. Yeah. Give each person a verbal or printed invitation to Sunday worship service. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that. 27. Deliver a welcome gift and church invitation to new move-ins in your community. Subscribe to a service or ask members to call if... If they see someone moving into their neighborhood, a volunteer delivers a welcome packet and homemade goodies or gift. Mm-hmm. We know that you like the homemade goodies. I do. I do love me some homemade <laughs> goodies. I got to tell you, so every time that we move into a neighborhood, I'm always like, okay, I hope these people aren't stalking me so much that they see the moving truck and they they know, okay, got a new neighbor. I don't want them coming over here, but then a week or two weeks go by and no one has come over to welcome us to the neighborhood. <laughs> and, and suddenly like, your idea flips. Like, how come nobody's welcomed us? What a Do garbage neighborhood we live in. <laughs> 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 so I think there's a fine line. Give them a few days to get yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Get settled. Yeah. Then come over. Yep. <clears throat> 28. Enter a team from your church for a local community-wide contest or event, such as a boat race, fun run, or a chili cook-off where church t-shirts have fun and invite people. Cool. A wonderful idea. Yep. 29. Invite the families of your church's daycare or parents' day out participants. For example, send an invitation note for with a pre-registration form for Vacation Bible School, a flyer about the fall festival, or a list of children's and parents' activities at church. Again, I feel like yeah. that's already a... I feel like, yeah, that's a common thing. Yeah. 30. Plan a huge one-hour shadow of the steeple blitz to invite residents from in every home within a mile or block of the church. Members get a street assignment and church info packs, and they knock on doors, invite them to church, and ask them how to pray for them. Even better, deliver a Bible to each home with the invitation. My church, which is this is the, the author of the article, which I'll find out here in a minute, uh, Olive Baptist Church in Pensacola has a big cross atop the building, so the event is called Shadow of the Cross. <coughs> so it's basically just about focusing on the neighborhood directly around your church, right? That's what it sounds like to me. 
Yeah. Putting a little more focus on the actual neighborhood that you're in. Yeah. I think we've done that before. Uh, yeah. A few times. Yeah. Door knocking uh, is difficult for me. Yeah. It's not for everybody. I don't know if it's an introvert thing or if I'm just uncomfortable in social situations, period. But coming out, coming in hot with a door knocking to someone who doesn't know what you're there for, mm-hmm. it intimidates me a lot. Yeah. And so you have those people that go out soul winning mm-hmm. in the, which is a heavily used Baptist term, of trying to convert people to Christianity mm-hmm. at the door. Like that is frightening. Yeah. I'm much more willing to invite them to church and give them a packet or a Bible, but I grew up doing that. Yeah, people going to door to door trying to save people mm-hmm. on their front steps. That's Once a month. A, that's intimidating. Once a month, every set or cool. one Saturday out of every month, we would go. Yeah, more so, power to y'all people that do that. But yeah. see, we didn't do it on the front step. We would knock on the door. We would introduce ourselves. We would say what we're there for, and we'd say, "Do you mind if we come in and talk with you for a little bit?" Yeah. <laughs> Just so, like Jehovah's Witnesses. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother. Um, Mike. Is it Jehovah's Witness? No, no, no. Mike, Mike in Albuquerque. <laughs> uh-huh. He has been known to invite the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons in and then try to convert them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he's ever been successful. I mean, talk but... theology with them. Yeah. Truly. But yeah, if you know your stuff anyway. Yeah. Good. Uh, all right. Where were we? See? Uh, we did the thing we weren't supposed to 31. do, Mo. 31. We did the thing we 31. weren't supposed to do. 31. <laughs> 31. That's all falling apart. 31. <laughs> Get to know your child's school teacher, coach, or physician. Invite him or her to your home for a casual dinner. If they don't have a church, invite them to yours. Okay, so uh, take out of, that middle part. A lot of steps. Don't invite them <laughs> to your home for a casual dinner. Just get to know them and invite them to church. Being a picky eater, I'm terrified of going to someone else's house for dinner and not knowing what they're going to serve. And we had to do that with one of Deidre's friends in college because we were going to be watching their house, mm-hmm. house sitting their house and their dog for a week. And so they invited us to dinner and I'm like, well, what are they serving? And she goes, I don't know. We got there and it was some disgusting, uh, I don't know, some casserole, something or other that had at least 10 things in it I didn't like. And I just had to sit there. And force myself not to gag, eat enough to where it looked like I had my fill and move on. It's just coming to a, anyone's house is terrifying. <laughs> That's why I appreciate the fact that anytime you're inviting people over, you say either bring your own food or we're doing a cookout or something like this. Yeah. This is what we're having. Uh, y'all do that crawfish boil every now and then. I'm like, okay, well, I can skip that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to participate thank you in that for, one. Thank you for advertising it. I won't be there. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Uh, 32, create a beautiful big basket of shiny apples for your teacher's lounge at a nearby public school. Deliver it during the teacher uh, work day. Hang a pretty prayer note or invitation to church from the handle. We did something like that for a school in our town here. Uh, it was something that we started and then got sidetracked on because issues were happening uh but it was we were calling it good neighbors Mm. and we made a big box full of just a bunch of goodies and whatever and we delivered it to highland elementary down Mm -hmm. the road for their teacher's lounge uh and it was it went off pretty spectacularly they really enjoyed it uh we had a couple people come and visit the church i think one of them stayed but anyway 
It was really cool. If nothing else, it was a nice blessing yeah. for the neighborhood, yeah. uh, for the teachers in our neighborhood. So that was cool. Uh, so I like that a lot. I like it from the perspective of the church, not from the perspective of a parent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it might. It's a good church activity. Be hairy. If it's as a just a parent. <laughs> this is not a bribe. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a big basket of goodies. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the turtle pecans. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's see. 34. 30. Nope. 33. Oh, sorry. Uh, host, see, you were going to make us have 51, and I would have skipped one totally. Would that have been a bad It would have been a lie. <laughs> 33, host, first day moms pray. Uh, coffee at the first day of school. Members invite lots of other moms to a half-hour prayer for kids and teachers, and moms hang around for coffee, snacks, and fellowship, provide a list of church activities, and a perfe- personal invite. So I've done this, but I did it in my home. Yeah. But I've done this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. 34, arrange a van to provide pickup for students at a nearby university. Get permission to post a sign in the freshman dorms as they move in and give a number they can text for a lift to worship. That's cool. Mm-hmm. 35, tailgate at local sports events. Have fun, serve hot dogs, talk with people, and pass out church invitations. Your small group could do this together and keep a tally of who invited the most people. It's a competition. Uh, 36, begin new small groups for specific groups of people, newlyweds, new retirees, community newcomers, singles, age 32 to 49, etc. Advertise well and ask members to invite your friends. I can see. Yeah, I can see this being appealing. Uh, 37, bring a friend days can be amazingly successful for a church or small group. Or get more specific and bring a neighbor, bring a coworker, bring a teacher, bring a sports fan, wear some team shirts. You could make it a contest and give a fun prize. Yeah. Everything always works better when it's a Everything's competition. better when it's a prize. <laughs> and if you're, doing a, if you're doing a prize, not only do you give the prize to the church member, but you better have that same prize for everybody he brought Heck or yeah. she brought. Yep. <clears throat> 38. Pass out yummy treats and a church invitation to children who come to your home on Halloween. You might include an imprinted pencil or other item. Or if you're trick-or-treating with your children, give an invitation card at each house. Oh, that's borderline for me. I agree. The second part, anyway. I agree. I feel like it can be a little bit sticky. I don't yeah. know that I would want for my kids to get an invitation to Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints from. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I. So maybe maybe a pencil with a candy bar. Because yeah. don't forget that candy bar, and it better be a king-size candy bar, because that's the way that Jesus would do it. Because <laughs> um. he's a king, and that's his size. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is a little... It can get hairy. Yeah. All right, 39, order political-type yard signs that state, I go to whatever church, join me Sunday, question mark. Add your church's website. Ask all church members to display them on their lawn for 10 days. Member will also enjoy discovering... Uh, members in their area of town oh, okay so if everybody in the church has on they're like hey that's where they live somebody lives there <clears throat> that's uh i mean i guess maybe during political season that would be kind of clever it'd be yeah. weird any other time yeah <laughs> 40 each time you go to the church building uh click check in on your facebook account and also like your church's facebook page and it will show on your site friends notice yeah i like that mm-hmm. The check-ins always pop up. Yeah. I always see people checking yeah. into their churches. 
Let's see. Ooh, pardon me there. Mm, 41. Recruit a team for your church for a local ball league or bowling league. Have fun and ask the opposing team to meet for ice cream after the game and invite them to church. Some of these, the way they're, I guess the way they're worded or presented, sound like a bait and switch situation. Yeah. Which makes me want to not do them. Yeah. But again, that's not really what it is. They're not trying to do that. They're just trying to open up a social set- setting yeah. uh, for something that's not as social. Like your bowling league, you're competitive, but once it's over, you can you can be more social. Hey, let's go hang out, have some ice cream, and then you have that opportunity. Yeah. But <laughs> just the way that they're sounded in the short bite, so it's like, hey, come get some ice cream. Ah, come to church. Yeah. That's something like that. Yeah. But you're still getting ice cream, so there's no switch. You're still getting. You just it's bait. And invite. <laughs> For me, when I read... We're fishers and men. I get it. It works. That's true. When I read this, though, I'm like, uh, most churches play against other churches in, <laughs> in ball leagues. So, hey, let's go have let's go have ice cream. Hey, y'all lost and we won. Your church sucks. Come over to you ours. You have to come to our church. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come to the winning church, right. come to our church. Uh, let's see. 42, include an invitation to church with church benevolence projects uh if you collect coats for christ put an invitation to church in the pockets if you bag food for the needy attach an invitation to the package or write it on a can write it on a can write it on a can yeah that's the weirdest put a piece of paper in it you don't gotta write it on a can people open up their (laughs) can of corn they're like come to church I did not expect a spiritual stopping point here on my road to dinner. <laughs> Good night. The mom's trying to make dinner for oh. screaming kids and everybody just chill out. Lord, give me a sign. Can corn come to church. Well, <laughs> that was unexpected. That's weird. Um, all right, 43. Create a fabulous float for the community parade. Add friendly walkers or skaters to distribute church invitations to parade goers. I have tried for years, <coughs> years, <laughs> to get a per, uh, float for the parade and have been turned down time after time. 44. Host a neighborhood Christmas party at your home or plan a neighborhood Easter egg hunt in your yard. Give each guest an invitation when they leave. Plan the date carefully so that you can invite them to a special holiday event or worship service yeah hey, that's yeah, yeah that's cool uh 45 design come to my baptism invitation cards and invitations. <laughs> just don't even finish reading that one 46 Please. on a big snow day build lots of snowmen across the church lawn as if they're going to church snowmen hold pre-prepared signs let's go to church sunday at 10 it's warm in there it's warm in there people stop to watch give them an invitation my son it takes a lot of work that's weird i mean i don't hate it i don't hate it either i agree i don't hate it either but at the same time Hey, here's the good news. It doesn't snow here enough that yeah. we're ever going to have to do that We're never going to get one. that chance. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it because it'd melt the next day. True. Uh, let's see here. 47. Purchase ingredients for hot cocoa with marshmallows and uh, lidded disposable cups. Set up a drive through at church on a cold winter day with big signs. 30-second stop for free hot chocolate. Give them a warm invitation to church with their drink. I like that. I do like that. I just... For future reference, so that you don't waste your time, 
the little sticky labels do not work on yeah. hot chocolate right. cups. Right, they don't. We've tried that. You they won't some, stick. You need some serious super glue if you're going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, purchase. Nope, we did that one. 48. Adults, teens, or children can handwrite notes of appreciation and prayer to the local fire station, elected officials, office, police, or sheriff's department. Deliver them along with a nice snack basket and a printed invitation to your church. I like that. Yeah. Uh, 49. Plan play dates with your children's friends and parents. Invite them to church and plan to meet for burgers nearby afterwards. Get your children involved. They can invite friends to church just as well as you. Be prepared for your children to lose a friend or two. (laughs) It will happen. 50. Talk about your church in everyday conversations on the bus, in the break rooms, at the beach, riding the subway, in the coffee shops, your knitting class, the Uber car. Seriously, what is with these long lists? (laughs) The grocery line, the waiting room. The waiting room? The waiting room at like the doctor's office is yeah. what I'm assuming. Yeah. Just chat and invite naturally. Uh, it's not really natural if you're forcing yourself to do it. It's true. But, sure. Uh, 51. Order car window stickers with the church's name or magnetic bumper stickers that say follow me to whatever church. Or share an invitation when someone asks about it. Uh. So I didn't read the rest as I'm reading along with you. It says... Or magnetic bumper stickers that say, follow me. And I'm shaking my head, no. (laughs) Follow me. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's cool. I I do think one of the best ways to advertise our church is with a bumper sticker or a little decal on the car. Mm -hmm. Be mindful of how you drive, though. With that sticker yeah. on the, We've talked about this before, I think. Well, see, the church you attend now, uh, which you joined, right, recently, mm-hmm. Central. Yep. Uh, Central Baptist here, they used to do that. They had a bumper sticker thing that said, follow me to Central Baptist Church. And every time I saw that, I thought, well, this is dumb, because that only works like Sunday morning and maybe Wednesday night. That's true. If I start following you and you don't lead me to a church, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can agree with I'm that. Like, this is Sonic. This is not Central Baptist Church. <laughs> I wanted to go to Central Baptist Church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you're going to do that, you need to put, if it's Sunday morning, follow me. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe the safer route is just a decal of the church's name. (laughs) All right. Last one. Number 52. Add an extra line under your personal email automatic signature. You know, Gmail doesn't even display those anymore. It puts it under a little dot, dot, dot button. Uh And if you want to see it, you have to click it. Yep. Like, that's just, that's not, that's not hip to the jive of 2019. Yeah. Guys, geez, just think about this stuff. So I got to tell you, Matt, going back to the whole car decal one, Uh I think that's like, that's probably the best one on the list. And here's why I say that. Okay. You don't have to talk to people. You don't, one, you don't have to talk to people, right? Two, as the person who sees the sticker, I can determine whether or not that church is worth me trying out by their driving habits. Driving habits? I thought you were going to say their font selection. <laughs> seriously. That would be you. If you make up, if you make up a, a decal or a bumper sticker and it's just the ugliest looking design, I ain't going to your church. Yeah. I'm sorry. What if it's Comic Sans, Matt? Comic Sans, I'm, I'm tempted to set fires. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that I would burn down a church because I wouldn't, but gosh, that'd be the most tempted I'd ever been. <laughs> Comic Sans. I've seen a church... With their actual sign outside, written in Comic, in Comic Sans. Sans. I'm like, come on, Pope. 
uh, pokes. 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 Come, Come on, on pokes. Peop- I was going to say people, then I was changing it to folks. Oh, I thought Came you were like going either. with poor folks. Poor folks. Po pokes. folks. Pokes. Po folks don't spec much. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. The worst. The worst. Yep. Worst. All right. From the best show. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, and done. <laughs> Just, that's the end of it. All right. Final thing <laughs> for the day, Matthew. Ask us anything. Do it. Today's question is, what do you think about when you hear the word classy? Mr. Peanut. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Top hat and monocle. That's Came, a good one. Can't beat it. I also, think peanuts are delicious. Jackie O. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people would think that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. who I think. Classy. 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 De classe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Easy. Easy peasy. Mr. Yep. Peanut. Who's the Vlasic guy? Vlasic? Yeah, was you know a the... stork. No, no. Was it a stork? Yeah. The pickle Vlasic? Yeah. yeah. It's because the way that you said classy. So I heard... <laughs> Classic Vlasic. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like... Uh, yeah, it was a stork. I remember the first... Com- com- the only commercial I remember was when they introduced their new... Like, they had cut the pickle lengthwise sliced to where the slice of pickle was like a full oh, yeah. pickle like length. Oval. And it was like their hamburger or their new sandwich stackers. Yes. Yeah, that's what they were called. But yeah. Yeah, it's a stork. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> or a seagull or something. Some a long bird. long beaked long beaked bird. Long neck heaven bird. Long beaked bird. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I that had nothing to do with the question. Yep. We have their Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And desiring God reminds us that if you are a child of God, every hardship, every challenge, every problem that might come your way in 2019 will come under this promise. God will work even this for your good. And that's going to do it for today's Back Row Rewind. Thank you for joining me on this trip back in time. It's always fun to see what we were like just a couple years ago. Seems so far away with 2020 somewhere in the middle that lasted forever and was also over in a blink of an eye. Who knows? Time is weird. Time doesn't make any sense anymore now that I'm 35. Hey, uh, we're going to do more of this next Thursday. (laughs) So make sure you're here for that. We got brand new episodes of the Back Row Morning Show next Monday through Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, we're doing more music, more music summer, uh, the summer of more music on LTN Radio right now. So every weekday evening, there is a special music block. Go to LTNOnAir.com to see our summer schedule and to listen. Listen to the station, man. Get it on. Get it on there. You can download the uh, Alexa skill as well for LTN Radio. You can download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device and search and favorite for LTN Radio. There's so many ways to listen. Make it a daily part of your routine. That's going to do it. Have a fantastic rest of your week. We will see you again on Monday. And if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.
joining us for Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. For more of Matt and Mo's antics, tune in every Monday through Wednesday for the Back Row Morning Show at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, only on.